folks, and welcome to The Bend. I am your host, Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Thank you for tuning in. Today's show, we have lots of news, spotlight a youth living it up in the trees, follow up on a listener question, and have North American Rescue Chris Hoyne here to help. Plus, we have updates direct from The Bend Field staffers. We are all over the board again this week. Let's get rolling. Remember, we love hearing from all of you. Comments, stories, ideas. Get a hold of me anytime. Call or text 305-900-BEND. That is 305-900-2363. Or drop me an email at bendradioshow at gmail.com. Joining today is my producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. I'm trying not to cough. I know. I heard just a little one, but I got to say, thank goodness you are sounding better. (laughs) And you know what? As he still coughs, I'm going to do this. So at least it it was you. We have this recorded and documented. I want to tell you, (laughs) Tigger, thank you for being my partner, bestie, and being well enough to haul this chica into the ER last week as I ended up having acute appendicitis. There's nothing cute about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I thought I was tough. I apparently didn't handle the pain as well as I should have, but thank you for getting me into the ER because within an hour or two of getting there, I was in emergency surgery to have my appendix removed. About about an hour after. Yeah, they worked. They went fast. They said, you are getting it out. You don't really have a choice today. And if you followed us on social media, you had a great little post. There we were. Yes, yes. And really, folks, by the way, as for our social media, the way our luck's been going these days, you would probably like to be a fly on our wall. We will keep you entertained. That's for sure. All right, switching gears a little bit. I want to go back to a topic we did last week. We had a lot of shout outs to our buddy Steve, and we were discussing broadheads. Uh, yes, a quality issue with broadheads that some youth hunters brought up to me because they were surprised that they had to sharpen their expensive broadheads. Oh, well, Steve, he got a hold of me, got back to me. He even said he had to do this recently on an elk hunt he did with my brother. But anyway, he said, Beck, it is typical to have to sharpen your broadheads. So there we have it. So (coughs) sorry, excuse me. I have a question. When uh, the the hotline phone number is what again for 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 the band? 305-900-2363. And you have I love the idea of field staffers calling in. Can anybody call call in? Yes. Is that what you would like? Absolutely. Okay, just to I, open anywhere it up you are across have... the United States, Canada. I don't care where you are because you know what we all want to learn about what's out there in the outdoors. And what if does... you're in Georgia? Can they call in? Yes. Yes. Wyoming. Yes. California. Yes. And on top of it, it does not have to be just hunting and fishing. If you're hiking, if you're camping, if you're doing anything out there, we want to know what it's like. Hacks. Well, well, okay, the hacks too, but we're just wanting to know what you are seeing and keep us up to speed on all of that. Okay. Going back to our buddy, Steve quick though. I do want to give you a quick shout out, Steve. Congrats on taking your first archery muley buck just the other day. He took a beautiful five by five. You didn't tell me that. Well, did he? Did he have any pictures? I'm sure he did. Did he send you some? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on a need to know basis, and apparently, I don't need to know at this moment. Today's spotlight is on nine-year-old Eli Sylvester from Murphy, North Carolina. Last week, I mentioned about how tree houses were now making a comeback. 
get this. Eli may be like many of us nine-year-olds back in the day having wanting a tree house. Well, Eli approached his mom three years ago already at the age of six about wanting that tree house. He saved and designed his own tree house. Eli, over the last few years, has been asking for either money or building materials such as plywood, shingles, all of that until he had enough to create his vision. According to his mother, through this experience, Eli has been able to achieve a better understanding of math, buying things, communicating with people, and thanks to his dad, he learned how to use tools and build trails. Way to go, Eli. I've seen pictures of this treehouse. And let's just put it this way. It's more like a mini house, and it even has a zip line on it. It's amazing. Well done, young man. How old is this guy? Nine. Okay, this is legit. Yeah, he went all out, and he did design it, drew his own blueprints. Anyway, impressive. Way to go, Eli Sylvester. Eli, you need a job? We're hiring, <laughs> brother. Everyone, I challenge you on your next adventure, or if you hear something spotlight worthy, send those pics and info this way, or post them on social media, and be sure to tag at A with the Circle, The Bend Show. You just might be our next spotlight shout out or even as a guest on this show. Sit back and enjoy the news. Our first story takes us overseas. We are heading to Ireland. A large mustache tourist has been terrorizing boat owners in the Irish Sea all summer. Wally the Arctic Walrus first appeared in the British Isles in late July, resting on anchored boats and pontoons. The two-ton sea mammal has been leaving a tidal wave of destruction in his wake, believed to have traveled over 2,500 miles from northern Norway. No wonder Wally needs a rest. The walrus does not stay in one place for long and has been sighted in Wales, Cornwall, the Sicily Isles, and as far west as France. Recently, a floating couch was built by the British divers Marine Life Rescue in hopes of luring the walrus away from other boats and to offer Wally a safe place to recuperate so that he can make that long jaunt back north to the Arctic. Here's a little more information on the mammal. In spite of their robust size, Arctic walruses are vulnerable to extinction. Around 25,000 of them are thought to be left in the Atlantic waters. However, they are rarely venture this far south past Greenland. I saw the picture of this. It is hilarious. Two ton, is that what he was? Yes, two ton Wally. It's worth taking you know, a Google of it, because it's hilarious. He was even found <laughs> laying on the back of expensive yachts. Okay, so if Wally is 210, <laughs> and he's been around for a long time already, and if he's already got the name Wally, you know what? Then he's earned the right to hang out on the back of yachts, to sunbathe, to do whatever he darn well pleases. All I know is it's worth Googling and seeing him on this makeshift Wally's, couch. Wally's my guy. I like that. <laughs> All right, back in the United States, southwest Georgia, Tara Jackson was fishing with friend Brian Spivey in June when she spotted an all-white buck crossing a nearby field. The duo had never, well, the duo had never seen such an unusual deer and both hoped the buck would stay around in the area until Georgia's archery deer season opened. They set up trail cameras in the area on family owned land to find out if the mysterious white buck was living there. And sure enough, it was. Tara began patterning the eight pointer with trail cam photos through the summer and into September, confirming the white buck was still in the area with trail cam 
Instagram photos of the eight-pointer in the late stage of shedding its velvet. Tara Jackson's hard work paid off. She took the all-white buck with her Raven crossbow opening weekend in Georgia. The buck is not a true albino, which is about a 1 in 25,000 deer rarity if it had been. The mature eight-point buck does not have pink eyes either. So technically, it is called a pie-bald deer, which are usually white with brown spots. Tara Jackson's buck is completely white, except for a small brown spot on the tail and has black hooves and a black nose. Can you reach out to her and get pictures of that that we can roll on Facebook, too? You know what? I will. Absolutely. Because this is is pretty, pretty dang cool. I got to agree on that one. That is a hunt of a lifetime. Congratulations, I'm going to say there, too. Arizona. On September 11th, Steve Cooper was fishing at a quiet spot in Parker, Arizona. The fishing trip was already a success with several bass, catfish, and panfish caught and on ice for a family fish fry. Cooper was using live bluegill for bait when he hooked something bigger. Cooper hauled onto land a monster-sized Arizona flathead catfish. Almost too big to believe. The Arizona flathead catfish record is 76 pounds. And the angler, he wanted to check their fish's weight to see if it may be a record. Well, on several scales, including a Rapala digital model, the giant three-foot-long catfish weighed in at 79 to 80 pounds. It was likely a state record, but the angler was fishing during a family weekend and had lots of folks planning on him bringing in a lot of fish to fry. So the big cat was not weighed according to record book rules. Regardless of the uncertified weight, congrats, Steve Cooper, on the catch and forever memory. You know, you are creating a very frustrating show for a lot of us to sit here and listen. We're rooting everybody on. We're sitting anxiously waiting. Did they get the the white, not albino deer, but... So now we're anxiously waiting if he broke the state record. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, this last story, Tigger, you're going to be surprised I'm even reporting on this one. Okay. All right, here we go. Virginia. Most people would like... you got to be 18 years of age or something to listen to this next one? I'm just saying that we need to... I still keep it family friendly. everybody, okay? (laughs) Most people, including (coughs) Beck herself, would likely flee upon encountering a rattlesnake or two on a trail. (laughs) But one brave hiker finding two rattlesnakes engaged in a combat dance decided to film the rare scene. The footage, originally filmed by Justin Harris of White Blaze Outdoors, has since gone viral on social media. Harris said to Newsweek, it was really a stroke of luck to be there at that site the very day that some female snakes were releasing pheromones, suggesting to the males in the area that they were receptive for breeding. Seen across different species of snakes, the combat dance serves as an important part of the mating process. According to the Virginia DWR, the combat dance is a highly ritualized competition between two male snakes. The Virginia DWR went on to say, The objective of the behavior is to determine the dominant male with the winner usually mating with a nearby female. (laughs) In the nearly two-minute-long clip, yes, I I watched it, if you can believe it, Tigger, the snakes are raised into a near-vertical position. They appear to wrestle with one another, 
each attempting to wrap their neck around and the other. And they kind of knock each other, don't they? You... Yes. As a standoff escalates, the snakes move out from their secluded nook area and towards a cliff's rocky edge. Eventually, one snake prevailed. To sum this combat up, the winner used its body to shove the loser over the side of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. To see the video... Google Timber Dustin's, Rattles. are you hearing this right now? This is... <laughs> You're the other one over the cliff. To see the video, Google Timber Rattlesnake Combat <laughs> Dance. Do they have in the video where he throws him over the cliff? Yes. I'm watching that. <laughs> After the break, North American Rescue joins us. We'll be right back. Looking for a guided turkey, <laughs> white-tailed deer, bow, or rifle hunt. Fully guided yet this fall? Yes. Look no further. Let Steve, Rob, and the fine folks from Wablo Creek Outfitters make your hunt happen. Yes! Located in southwest Missouri, Wablo Creek Outfitters offers turkey and deer hunts designed for tree stand and ground blind hunting for both bow and rifle seasons. All-inclusive packages include comfortable bunkhouse-style accommodations, farm-fresh meals, and an experience that leaves you feeling like family. Yes. Now, don't wait. A few spots for the fall 2021 remain, and now booking for 2022 spring and fall hunts. Visit Wablox, spelled a little bit differently. That's W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U, WablowCreekOutfitters.com, or find us on Facebook at Wablo Creek Outfitters. Book your next adventure today. Wablo Creek Outfitters, W-E-A-U-B-L-E-A-U. Howdy, this is Sean McCoy with Mickey's Mustard. I want to simply say thank you, everyone, for ordering and supporting our family-owned business. If you haven't ordered any yet, give it a try. Mickey'sMustard.com, M-I-C-K-E-Y-S, Mustard.com. More than just a mustard. Made in Texas and fat-free to boot. Mickey's Mustard. Thanks, y'all. Hey, thanks for calling in, Sean. Crew, it's really good. This is Beck. First, I appreciate all of you for listening and making The Bend part of your week. Many of you have asked, how do I catch past episodes? The answer is super easy. Head to thebendshow.com and click on the Shows tab. There you can listen to every episode all the way back to episode one. Podcasters, head to your favorite podcasting app and search The Bend. You'll find us. Be sure to follow and subscribe and never miss another episode again. As mentioned before the break, I had a fan of the show hit us up asking when out, what do we carry in our first aid kits? Again, Renee, terrific question, topic. Thank you for that. I was able to visit recently with retired firefighter paramedic and 16-year veteran SWAT team paramedic Chris Hoyne from North America Rescue. Today, Chris is the director of community preparedness programs at North American Rescue. Who better to ask with credentials like that? Chris, thanks for taking time to visit with us. How did you come to be a part of this great organization, North American Rescue? I've been working with uh, North American Rescue part-time since 07. 
I came on full-time in 2017 after I retired from the fire department, and uh, it's kind of what I know. I've used the products. I believe in the products, so it seemed like a good fit. Just so everyone understands, what is North American Rescue about? So we sell products. Uh, We started as a company that's sold to the military um, and then went from there to public safety, all first responders, law enforcement, tactical law enforcement, fire and EMS, and now we kind of sell to everybody because everybody needs to know how to control major bleeding and uh, how to use tourniquets, wound packing, and pressure dressing in order to save lives. So what you're selling then are also packages that are, I guess I shouldn't say packages, but they're bundled down into smaller containers so that we can fit them on us, say, in our backpacks or when we're out hiking, hunting. Exactly. Um, The outdoors are a dangerous place, unfortunately, whether you're hunting, camping, hiking, accidents happen anywhere. Uh, ranching agriculture is a dangerous profession as well, so we believe that everybody should have something that can actually save a life with them. What is the one item that you think people overlook throwing in their backpack or maybe have it in their pickup, whether it's farm and ranching or out in the outdoors? I think a tourniquet. We have the cat tourniquet that has saved a lot of lives in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's, it's proven. Um, a lot of first aid kits that you buy do not have anything to actually save a life. Um, if you're bleeding from an artery in an extremity, it is a, something that you could do yourself. So if you're way out and you say you had an accidental discharge or your bow came off and you hit yourself in the uh, artery in your, in your arm, you'll be able to uh, help yourself. You can put it on one-handed and save your own life. There are some items in the kits that maybe people are not familiar with using or haven't thought about using. Tigger and I talk a lot of times on air how important it is to use the items you're going to maybe need or use out in the field before you go out there. My example quick is set up a tent just to make sure you know how to set up a tent. But there are life-saving items we should also probably become more familiar with. Could you uh, talk to us a little bit about those, Chris? We have videos on our website so so that all our... Uh, all the items in our kit, you can look at and see those uh, videos. Also, our the cat tourniquet, uh, pressure dressings are all included in the Stop the Bleed program. That is a, a program that is pushed out by uh, the government and is endorsed by the American College of Surgeons. So we want to teach everybody how to stop and control major bleeding. Stop the Bleed program. That's what you just said. Let's, let's uh, get into this a little bit more. Stop the Bleed program, you said, is a national program, or is, is that how it is? That is correct. So if you went to stoptobleed.org and you wanted to look on there and see about getting training in your area, there's a search bar where you put your zip code in, and if there's classes in your area, it'll show it. And if uh, a lot of them are free, it is a program that is uh, championed by the American College of Surgeons. uh, So the American College of Surgeons kind of certifies trauma hospitals, so they're doing that for their outreach program. So in a lot of cities and places, you'll find that they have a nurse that is teaching these classes uh, to teach everybody how to control major bleeding. Outside of the major bleeding and stop the bleed program, what other item might be in the kit that you think would be probably very important for people to at least have opened, read, watched a video, done something about before they head out? We already talked about the tourniquet, so that's very important to know how to use that. Secondly, I would say like quick clot, if you know how to use a, uh, or a hemostatic bandage, that if you have that, that you know how to use it because if uh, you have an area where, say, you were reholstering your weapon and you get shot yourself and maybe it was in the groin, you can't put a tourniquet there. So you would need to pack that wound or you need to pack the wound of somebody else. So you're going to have to take that hemostatic agent, get it to the source of the bleeding, and pack that wound to put a lot of pressure on it. And that is something that you're, you don't want to ever see or do for the first time right when it happens. The best thing would be to uh, watch it and then do it. 
uh, so that you have an idea of how to do it if the situation arises. Thanks again, Chris. Terrific tips and insight. And I have to say on behalf of Tigger and I, we are users of their products from North American Rescue. Their website is excellent to look at for the tutorials, for better understanding, tourniquets. You really don't want to find yourself in that situation when you may have to use one for yourself or to help somebody else. Take the time, check into it, and learn about what you need to learn before you head out into the field so that you are prepared. All right, to learn more about North American Rescue, head to narescue.com. One more time, that's narescue.com for not just the products, like I said, but also those important videos that just may help you to save a life. Stay where you are, folks. We make our final bend right after this. You've had that hunting or fishing adventure of a lifetime. Now preserve that memory with an actual piece of art. For over 20 years, Schneider Taxidermy in Helena, Montana has provided superior service and a commitment for excellence to customers all across the United States. Schneider Taxidermy believes in only delivering the highest caliber of quality, matched with courteous and professional service. Whether a custom-designed piece or a shoulder mount, Schneider Taxidermy is award-winning and known for their exceptional turnaround. Skilled in all aspects of taxidermy, they have the knowledge and the experience. Having seen everything from North American to African exotics, from king salmon to bighorn sheep to elk, red stags, black bucks, mountain lions, and grizzlies, visit schneidertaxidermy.com to view their award-winning works of art and start making that once-in-a-lifetime memory truly a work of art. Where the customer's always first at Schneider Taxidermy. Welcome back. Our Bend field staff are here with the latest. First, we head to the Black Hills. Travis Thiel has this to share about the recent elk activity. Hey, Beck. Travis from Buckstorm checking in. Just driving home from a six-day elk hunt, and I just wanted to inform the world that the rut is on. The bulls are screaming. It was a fun, fun hunt. We ended up killing a bull this morning. Archery hunting in South Dakota, it was pretty wild. Called them into 30 yards, so moral of the story is if you have an elk tag anywhere, and it kind of goes unsaid because it's September, you should probably be hunting right now. I just wanted to call quick, check in. It's still dry, very dry, making elk hunting a little tricky because there is very little water, and if you don't know where every little water hole is, it's pretty tough to target the elk. But... It was well, went well, successful hunt. Just wanted to check in. Hope everybody's having a good start to the season, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Travis, for that insight. You've got us excited. Next, heading to the Dakotas, where antelope and archery seasons are underway. John Arman has this field update. Just got back from South Dakota on a do-it-yourself wild rodeo weekend chasing antelope. And I was lucky enough to fill my tag. I've sat many hours in the blind for antelope. It's usually an 11-hour day with high temperatures. And I said I was going to take the first antelope that came in, and I did that. So I shot a, a nice young buck, got some great table fare, super excited, spent the night under the stars, did some um, videoing and, and different things like that. So big thanks to the ranchers out there for 
helping me out and pointing me in the right direction. But just an update from the field. Hopefully you're having a great day. This weekend we're back at uh, the archery for the deer here in North Dakota. So, again, have a great day, and we'll check in with you at another time. Later. Thanks for the update, and congrats, John, on tagging your South Dakota antelope. Lastly, we head to the Ozarks in Missouri, where our newest Bend Field staffer, Justin Hampton, has this to say. Hey, this is Justin Hampton from Ozark Traditions TV. It's mid-September, and that means archery season is in full swing in Missouri. Still seeing a few bucks and velvet running around here and there, but it's it's hot still in the in the Ozarks. Temps are 90 plus still, so hunting by water early morning, late evening is going to be the key to increase your chances for a harvest this year in early season Missouri. Good luck to all and happy hunting. Great insight, Justin. And again, welcome to the Bend Field staff. Guys, I have to say, awesome job. A huge thank you to everyone who came around the bend. Producer and sound engineer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. To our guest, Chris Hoyne from North America Rescue. And our fan, Renee from Colorado. Great question on first aid kits. Our spotlight, Eli Sylvester. Way to go. The bend field staff. Great update, guys. From Buckstorm Hunts, Travis Teal. From Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, John Arman. And again, our newest addition, Justin Hampton from Ozarks Traditions TV. Those wanting to catch their shows, you can find them all on YouTube. If you have a field update from fishing to hunting to hiking or camping, call the hotline 305-900-BEND. We want to hear what you're seeing out there. Again, that's 305-900-2363. As always, folks, keep sending in those pictures too. Hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, everything. We want to see those around the bend pictures while you are out. We love seeing what everyone is up to in the outdoors. Missed this episode? Find all our shows on the website, thebendshow.com. Thank you to our partners, Schneider Taxidermy, Mickey's Mustard, Downtown Threads, Oklahoma, Ultimate Outdoor Adventures TV, Wobble Oak Creek Outfitters, RFD TV, and the Cowboy Channel. Finally, a big thanks to all of you listeners out there that came along. Keep up with me, Beck, all week long by following The Bend on Facebook and on Instagram at The Bend Show. This is Rebecca Warner, and remember to catch Beck if you can next week on The Bend. Mm-hmm.